All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Pinfall Podcast. For now, I am your host, Mark Cameron. Uh, Liz is out. She she went on a uh, trip to California for a funeral, so she will not be here. So it's me taking over and bringing us back after a, a pretty long hiatus, unfortunately. Um, we're getting back into the swing of things. This will kind of be the start to that swing. Um, I, I mentioned during our 2K22 stream that uh, I'd be doing a watch along of Crown Jewel, but unfortunately that won't be happening. The swing isn't fully back yet. Uh, I have to take the cat to the vet, so that stream will not be happening. Um, but I also wish we had predictions, but we'll be making I will be making predictions for a show uh for for next week's podcast. Um and we'll get Liz's predictions at at some point. But for now, we've got our our New Japan World TV title predictions live and active. And uh I don't know what Liz's predictions are like for that. She never sent them to me. But mine are doing pretty well. Um, but we'll get into that and more New Japan stuff once we get to recapping the shows today. Um, let's talk about some news. So... Um, got the five biggest news stories from this past week. First of which, uh, Matt Hardy chiming in on the, the events of Brawl Out. Uh, he said on Twitter. Oh, I believe, uh, his follow-up was on Twitter. Um... Let me find the exact quote here. Um, he says that the elite are victims. They did nothing wrong. They didn't do anything wrong uh, in the events of Brawl Out. Um, where is this exact quote? He says he was there personally. He straight up says he was there personally. In this interview, I, I believe this interview was with Wrestling News. Oh, no. That's just where the transcription comes from. Um, oh, yeah. On, on his podcast, he mentioned this. Um, yeah, so he's happy for, that Colt Cabana's back. Um, and... He, yeah, he mentioned that the elite are, are just victims here. They did nothing wrong. And weirdly, he was there per personally at All Out. But then he followed up on Twitter saying, My comments from this week's uh, Matt Hardy podcast have been misconstrued. I was not at All Out 2022. I did not say I witnessed the events at All Out. I witnessed the entire process in real time over the months and stand by the co my comment that the elite were not in the wrong. Um, so he, he stands by what he says, which the, the, 
the real uh, meat of it is saying the elite did nothing wrong. Um, you could say he's biased because he used to be part of the elite and he's very close with uh, the Bucks and and Kenny, mostly the Bucks. Um, he just got. To, oh, here's the exact quote. Um, the uh, it's going to be very interesting to see the elite back, the young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I'm very happy they're back. I will say this right here and right now: those guys didn't do anything wrong in the situation. If anything, they were victims i'm telling you that from a first person perspective i was there i witnessed it all i love all three of those guys i've known matt and nick forever i've just gotten to know kenny while i've worked with AEW. but i'm very happy they are returning to tv and they're back and they're back in the mix they deserve to be in the mix he straight up says said that he was there he had a first person perspective you don't have a first person perspective if you're not there in person but uh, I, I think that's kind of the general feeling of the locker room right now. It, it's kind of shifted entirely to being anti-punk, um, almost entirely. So, and, and bringing Colt Cabana back, according to Tony Khan, was kind of like a morale booster, um, kind of a larger statement than just, hey, Colt Cabana's back. Um, because he was just supposed to be part of Ring of Honor, but having him introduced on Dynamite once again um, kind of shows where where their mentality's at, where they're going forward, you know, not bringing CM Punk back. So, and, well, I, I hope... I, I legitimately hope there's no more updates on this on this brawl out story in the future. We've got one more coming up. But that's that's the last we've got today. Um I hope there's no more updates on the story because this has been saturating wrestling for uh, ever since all out and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of punk. I'm tired of uh, I'm not tired of the elite. I'm tired of hearing about the elite. I just want to see the elite on my TV. I'm tired of the elite not being on my TV. I'm tired of Punk. I'm tired of Ace Steel. I'm not tired of Larry the Dog. Larry the Dog is great. Um, but continuing on, the Bloodline had a segment on last week's SmackDown, uh, the one where Sammy introduced Usi into the vocabulary. Uh, that segment, according to WrestleOps, has hit 12 million views on YouTube, which is huge. Uh, oh, not just on YouTube, across all official WWE social platforms. That's still huge. And it's great to see wrestling is still pulling views like that. Um, there are arguments that it's not mainstream or that it's very niche. I would say if you're pulling 12 million views, you're not niche. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, all right, moving on. Um, it's been a while since we've heard about the allegations into WWE uh, upon Vince McMahon. The Brandon Thurston has an update. 
He says that the investigation into alleged misconduct by Vince McMahon is now complete and the special committee has been disbanded. The investigation cost WWE $19.4 million. My reading is that that's separate from the $19.6 million in previously recorded payments made by Vince McMahon. So total of $39 million spent on this this whole situation. And after that, I don't see any possibility of Vince McMahon returning. And I, I, I forget who it was. I think it was Meltzer. It was either Meltzer or Sean Rossap who said that he's definitely... I think it was Sean who said that he's he's gone. Vince is not returning. Um, but just because the investigation's over doesn't mean that, that it's all resolved. There's, there's still got to be uh, likely trials, lawsuits that they have to deal with, um, conclusions to reach. In, in the, just the investigating part is over. So we'll see how that all resolves in the coming coming months, because I, I doubt it will be resolved anytime soon. It's probably going to be a few months before anything like that is, is reached. Um, so I mentioned this already, but Colt Cabana returned to Dynamite. Uh, he was Chris Jericho's uh, surprise opponent. And Wrestling Observer News kind of expanded more on this. Dave Meltzer says... Uh, Cabana was originally hired as an agent for AEW, even before he started wrestling. Uh, he then left for Australia to film the show Young Rock, and when he came back, he was no longer used as an agent. Uh, this was around the same time that CM Punk got a steal hired after he was released by WWE for cost-cutting. Cabana was also no longer brought to TV, which is what led to the rise of the rumors that this happened because of CM Punk. Then when his contract was about to expire, he was given a new Ring of Honor contract for the same amount of money. Dave says bringing Cabana in as an opponent for Jericho was Tony Khan's idea, and he did it for the locker room more than anything else, and it was supposed to boost morale. It did lead to more talk among people, and was seen as either proof or vindication that they were right about CM Punk. Cabana is still under contract to Ring of Honor, however, but he was uh, one of the few Ring of Honor guys not be used as much on AWTV before. He could be used more going forward now. Personally, I'm seeing this not as a sign of Cabana returning to AWTV, but that they're nearing uh, an announcement regarding Ring of Honor. Because you've got... I, I think the, the pinnacle of this Jericho story being the Ring of Honor uh, champion... The climax of that is going to be Jericho Danielson. That's just that. That's the biggest match. Uh, I can't remember. Did they have a rubber match? Did Did Jericho and Danielson ever have a rubber match? Um, he matches. Oh, Danielson did challenge for the Ring of Honor title already. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but Claudio still needs to challenge for that title. The Fatal 4-Way. 
shut up notifications. Uh, the Fatal 4-Way is going to be happening at Full Gear, which I will get more into later. Um, but I, I could see that storyline coming to a close soon. Ring of Honor getting started soon, because Cabana was a big name they wanted uh, uh, spearheading Ring of Honor. So hopefully that does come to fruition soon, and maybe we'll get a more improved product on Dynamite once uh, Ring of Honor has its own platform. All right, and the final piece of news. Apparently, apparently after all that has happened with CM Punk and the rumors that he might, he probably won't be returning to wrestling anytime soon, apparently he's got the wrestling bug again after you know, just two months of being out. Um, Fightful reports that one source close to CM Punk told Fightful Select they would not rule out him wrestling again, and they claimed he got the wrestling bug again. The source also indicated that options will be available if and when Punk wants to wrestle again. No word on an AEW return yet. Personally, personally, I don't want to see him return to AEW. I don't want to see him return to wrestling. He's fragile. He's got glass bones and paper skin. Uh, trying to do a, a buckshot lariat twice. Almost got him injured. Got injured jumping into a crowd. I, I don't want to see it. I don't. I honestly don't want to see him return to wrestling. I think he's he's gonna have a, a better career, you know, either working heels or going back to writing comic books or or maybe write a TV show, a movie, something. Just not in wrestling. His body's not made for wrestling anymore. It is it is too injury prone, and we're gonna have situations like this all over again, especially with with that inflated ego that started brawl out in the first place. So, all right, that's all the news. This is the biggest news pieces this past week. Nothing too big, um, but let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about all the shows that happened this past week, starting with New Japan Strong. We never really covered New Japan Strong in this show. Um... This was the end of their, uh, I think it was Autumn Battle or something, show. The, the end of their most recent tour. Um, we started off with Kevin Knight versus Ari Daivari from the Trustbusters. Um, and Ari Daivari won with a Trustbuster. It was an okay match. Uh, we then had Mystico. And Alex Zane versus Blake Christian and Mascara Dorada, where Mystico and Alex Zane picked up the win with a top rope Spanish fly from Mystico. It was it that match was in, incredible lucha. It was very cool to see Mystico and Alex Zane team up um, and see Mascara Dorada um, in that match as well. And Blake Christian, you know, he he's gonna do Blake Christian things. Um, and then finally, the main event. As they've been saying, the main event of this entire tour, Tom Lawler versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Ishii won with a, a lariat. It was a very fun match. Very cool. I, I didn't expect it to end with a lariat. I thought it would end with Ishii's brain buster. But no, it, very fun. Um, really wonderful match. Definitely recommend wa uh, watching it. 
I believe it's free on New Japan World. We also had a Raw. Now, this Raw, I didn't watch live. I caught the Hulu version. And Hulu cuts down Raw to, I think it's like an hour and a half. I think. So they, they chop half of it. Maybe it's even an hour. Um, but they include the biggest stuff, according to them. Uh, they had Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross, where Bianca won. And we got some more lead into Bianca's match with Bailey at Crown Jewel today. Uh, we had a Roman Reigns promo. Wasn't anything special. Uh, we had Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory, which was a great match. It was so great. Um, seeing Austin Theory develop in this new Triple H regime, you're kind of seeing how, like, I've been hearing people saying Austin Theory's kind of, like, given the shit end of the stick since Triple H took over, but I think they're building him more into a unique character. Because he's losing every match. He's, be he's becoming the guy that you don't expect to win anything, and I think that's going to come into his favor, holding the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think him cashing in on an NXT guy, maybe Braun Breaker, would be very possible, or a mid-card guy. Um, but right now, I don't see him... He lost to Seth. I don't see him cashing in on, on Gunta. Um, and I think Braun Breaker might be a little much for him, but I, I honestly, my prediction is he's going to cash it today. His whole Logan Paul thing, I think, is just uh, Triple H is going to use it as a way to have Austin Theory cash in on an opponent that's that could be weaker than him, which is Logan Paul. Um, and and him pinning Paul. Could be the best way to go about it, but or like it could be the plan for theory and and a possible way he could do it, but he's definitely not gonna win it. No one's winning that besides Roman. Um. So I I I think that's where they're trying to take this whole Austin theory losing thing, where it's gonna go after Crown Jewel. No clue, no clue at all. We then had a promo from JBL, which was absolute garbage. Just terrible. He uh, he brought back the term snowflake. Called people in Texas, I think it was Texas, snowflakes. Uh, R-Truth then comes out dressed as a cowboy. Calls JBL out of touch. And uh, JBL just proving R-Truth right. <laughs> that he's an out of touch old man. Uh, we then had a trick or street fight between Matt Riddle and Otis. Matt Riddle won with an RKO. This was this was kind of fun. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, Elias put the pumpkin on Otis's head, and then he couldn't see. Even though the holes were like right in his face, he couldn't see. But it was fun. It was a nice Halloween treat. Uh, and then our main event was da Damage Control versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss for the women's tag titles. And Asuka and Alexa Bliss pick up the win via Twisted Bliss from Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah, that was a very fun match. And I wonder where this is going to take things 
um, after Crown Jewel. Obviously, after Crown Jewel, also this month is Survivor Series War Games, and the women's War Games match is obviously going to be Damage Control versus Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Bianca. Um, you could assume it'll be winner take all. Put all three of those titles on the line. That would be awesome. Um, and I honestly think Damage Control would walk away with all three titles. Um, because I just don't see Asuka and Alexa Bliss being a a long-standing team. <laughs> Especially with not many women's tag teams vying for it. You want to get it into the hands of a, of a team, like a solid team, which is EO and, and Dakota. But, overall, it was pretty fun. It was a nice Halloween episode. Um, wish I'd caught the live version, but it was Halloween. Um, Liz and I were watching a scary movie to celebrate because Halloween's my favorite holiday. I watched the new uh, Halloween. Which I, I like it. I liked it a lot. Liz hated it. But... Let me know what you think about the Halloween ends in the chat or the comments. <laughs> um, so we had NXT as well. This I did catch live. Both of us caught live. Um, we started the show with Braun Breaker and Wesley challenging pretty deadly for the tag gold. Um, Braun and Wes came out for a little promo, hyping each other up. Pretty deadly came out to to chastise them and then. Brought and West uh, challenged them for the gold, which is kind of interesting. They're 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 a good team, and that's just because I think West is so likable and just has great chemistry with everyone that it was easy for Braun to kind of mesh with him. Um, so we had our truth versus Grayson Waller, uh, where Grayson Waller won via referee stoppage, but Truth got injured in this match. He tried to uh, do a tope onto ringside. Uh, Waller didn't quite catch him. Truth didn't get very far uh, past the apron. And uh, we're led to believe, I think there are reports now, that he tore his quads, which is not good. Um, and he's, he's up there in age two. He's like 50, I think. So, hopefully he recovers and we see him on, on TV again soon, because we've been seeing a lot of truth lately, and it's been a lot of fun, um, and uh, I don't want that to stop anytime soon, so hopefully we get a swift recovery, he's, he's, he's a very wonderful human being, wonderful personality. So we also had Thea Hale versus Kiana James. Um, Duke Hudson takes over carrying the flag instead of Bodie. And apparently, Bodie has been released. Um, he was one of, one of the few names released in this, this uh, recent slew of releases, which th this is part of their pattern that they've been talking about. You know, six months. It's been six months since their last release, I believe. Um, six months in development. You don't make the cut, you're released which is at least something consistent. 
Um, apparently, Bodhi was late. This is reports. Um, he was apparently late. Difficult to work with, and had a had a high ego, which I feel like if you're if you're just in development, you can't get to that point yet. If you're Bray Wyatt levels, maybe, but even then, don't be difficult to work work with. Um, don't be late to work. So Duke Hudson has kind of been taken over, and I'm loving this whole Duke Hudson thing, where he's like still a heel, but they're kind of trying to get him to be a face and we're seeing that transition him taking over for Bodhi him being enthusiastic about Chase U um, him being kind of of having a love-hate relationship with Thea Hale where she's also not quite sure of him she misses Bodhi she doesn't want Duke Hudson to take over for him but Duke is trying to like he's actually trying and you love to see characters that try to be good people in these heal the face uh, reformations, um, it's it's so heartwarming because it's like you know people try to be good people most of the time. Um, so Kiana James wins this wins this match with what the move is called a four hundred one k. I I don't like Kiana James's gimmick. I I don't I don't like it at all. It doesn't work trying too hard it doesn't it doesn't match her at all and and the 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 line that she said because she was on main event and i'm gonna get to main event in, in a in a few minutes um she said a line during her match with dana brooke where she says i'm so smart just look at me that's how can somebody look at you and think you're smart? That just tells me this gimmick is not working and not right for her. She she needs like a nice athlete gimmick or just a fucking wrestler. <laughs> Has anyone thought about that? Just a fucking wrestler. <laughs> um... We also, after that match, uh, Charlie Dempsey returned and attacked Andre Chase, but Duke comes out and, uh, and, and helps Chase, so that's the big turning point in him turning face. And um, hopefully this is also culminating in Duke becoming a bigger character because he's such a, he's such a great wrestler. Um... I I want to see him get the best because he's so good. He's such a great personality. He's got such a great aura and charisma to him. Um, I think everyone in this everyone in this whole situation, aside from Keanu James, Thea Hale's great. Andre Chase is phenomenal. Uh, Duke Hudson is is fantastic, and now Charlie Dempsey is, was one of my favorites on NXT UK. Hopefully we see more of Dempsey soon, um, like like long term. See him a lot. Uh, we also had the return of Odyssey Jones. He returned last week in in a segment with uh, Idris Enofe and Malik Blade, but now he's back and he wrestled Javier Bernal. Uh, he picked up the win. Odyssey Jones. 
Um, we then had Mandy Rose's one-year championship celebration. They celebrated the one year, uh, but Alba Fire comes out and attacks them. Um, gives a gory bomb to Gigi Dolan through the table. And it looks like they're going to have a rematch between Alba Fire and Mandy Rose. The last time Alba Fire challenged Mandy Rose, she was still Kaylee Ray. So... This is kind of the first match between Alba Fire and Mandy Rose, and ideally, Alba Fire will win. Um, get Mandy Rose back up to the main roster. Maybe Toxic Attraction with her. Um, so then we had Indy Hartwell versus Zoe Stark. And uh, surprisingly, Indy Hartwell picks up the win after a little bit of. after Zoe's a little distracted by Nikita Lyons. Um. And Indy wins with the sliding forearm. I I don't vibe with Zoe and Nikita. Like it's just not working. Zoe Zoe was great with Io. Because they had so much chemistry together. Zoe Zoe and Nikita have like no chemistry. They're both blonde, uh, you know, blonde people with not so great ideals. <laughs> but I don't know. I I, I think Indy should already be on the main roster. Zoe, Zoe's, Zoe's a fantastic wrestler. Phenomenal. Um, but I think she needs to get something new. Something different. Get away from Nikita Lyons. Especially since like she's like a, like a tried and true wrestler. While Nikita you know, finishes with that split. And Zoe like, will you know, give her the chance to pin with that, that's, that split. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't vibe with me. Um, we then had Cora Jade versus Valentina Ferro. And Cora Jade wins via a double underhook DDT. Um, but Wendy Chu comes out to attack Cora Jade. So that uh, feud will be starting now, I assume. Cora and Wendy Chu. Which, that'll be a really good one because Wendy Chu is fantastic. Cora is also fantastic. Um, I, I wonder when they're going to bring Cora Jade up to the main roster anyway, because she's already mixing it up with main roster people. She mixed it up with Rhea Ripley, um, Raquel in that one match. And she, she's, she's fantastic. Uh, we also had Wesley and Braun Breaker, the main event, versus Pretty Deadly. And Pretty Deadly wins uh, via interference from Carmelo Hayes. Um, he helps, uh, he pushes Wesley off the top rope, I believe, and Pretty Deadly pick up the pin because of that. Um, so, Braun Breaker, I think his next opponent is, is still JD McDonough. I think JD is still eyeing Braun for one-on-one, -on -one. while Wes, um, Carmelo's next in line for that title, I believe. We then had Dynamite. Started off the show with Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Lethal picks up the win with a lethal injection. Uh, some highlights. <laughs> this is great. Darby Allen tried to go for a coffin drop on Sotnam. Sotnam fucking just <laughs> like like Darby bounces off of him. It was so great. That that I I I love shit like that with giants and Sotnam. Sotnam's been everything great about a giant. You could imagine. 
Um, we just need to see him in more matches. Uh, we then had somebody dressed as Sting interfere. And he was uh, unmasked himself to reveal to be Cole Carter for some reason. Cole Carter is now part of Jay Lethal's faction, I guess. Um, but that was kind of a swerve because Jeff Jarrett comes out and attacks Darby with his guitar. So Jeff Jarrett is now all elite. Which, I don't know, I, I like Jeff Jarrett. I, I, I didn't really, like, I, I never watched him when he was on TV. I wasn't into wrestling at that point. Um, so my introduction to Jeff Jarrett was uh, GCW, uh, what was the show? The World, uh, was the World on GCW? When he, when he fought Effie and his whole entrance and whole aura was so cool. Um, I think he still got it in the ring. But, yeah, I don't know. I, li I like him. I like him. And obviously he's gonna he's gonna do a lot backstage for AEW. Uh, I believe he's joined a live show role, so we might be seeing house shows coming to AEW. We'll see how that goes because um, WWE's kind of mastered the house show game. I wonder how AEW is gonna spin it, how they're gonna um, how they're gonna go about it, especially with their prevalence of injuries. We don't want to see people getting injured on house shows. We don't want to see people getting injured at all, but I feel like to them, getting injured on a house show would feel like a, a little waste. Um, so we then had another Elite Snap video, where you get, or Faded from Existence. It was kind of an editing video where all of their footage is replaced with Death Triangle. Um, so they they had a they had a timeline or, or a video on in the in the editing software titled Delete the Elite. And we know whose gimmick Delete is. And we've also got Matt Hardy um siding with the Elite in this case. So we might be seeing Matt Hardy returning to the Elite and now that he's away from the AHFO or whatever. He could, he should be freed up to to join the elite, which would be awesome. Um, we then had John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty in a title eliminator match. Moxley wins via Juji Kitami, and this was great having Ethan Page on commentary because he was like, telling like he was saying like, oh Lee Moriarty and I we we went over some things, but he's like he, like saying he's straying away from what they went over or, or sticking to what they went over. It was great. Really, really cool stuff. Ethan Page is, like, so good at that, um, adding these extra details to storylines. Um, and you know, every time we see Ethan Page or see Lee Moriarty, we get reasons why they should be on TV more. Um, Lee Moriarty is absolutely phenomenal in the ring. Um, and this match against Mox proved it, especially since Mox loves putting over people. So good at it. Um, we then had Soraya interviewing, uh, or 
Soraya interviewed by Renee Paquette. Um, but it was supposed to be Soraya and Brit. Brit didn't show up. It was just Soraya. So they didn't really have much of an interview. We then had the Daddy Ass Birthday Bash. Uh, the Acclaimed present a certificate of adoption to Billy Gunn. Um, but the Ass Boys interrupt. And they're like, we're your real sons. Morrissey attacks the Acclaimed and Billy. And uh, it was revealed that we'll be getting... Oh, FTR comes out to help too, I believe. Um, we'll get FTR and the Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory and the Ass Boys. So... Uh, then we had Chris Jericho um, facing his mystery opponent, and that was Colt Cabana. That was for the Ring of Honor title. Chris Jericho wins with a Codebreaker. It was a pretty fun match. Um, the, the crowd went wild for Colt. Uh, then we had Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. Orange Cassidy wins via an orange punch. This was super fun. Pack came out with with the with the ham, the bell hammer. Was like, use this, Phoenix. Phoenix was like, no, I'm a good guy. And this whole dynamic with Death Triangle is great because it's the same thing with Swerve in Our Glory. You got one heel and one face. You know, in a team, they're they're not just a team. They're friends, and so they kind of have to deal with each other. Death Triangle, Penta, and Phoenix. Well, Phoenix is a face. I'd say Penta is a tweener, and uh, um. Pack is kind of swaying towards heel a little bit. It's great. Um, this whole dynamic's awesome. Uh, but Orange Cassidy wants to... Uh, the winner of this match got a dream match of their choice for Rampage. And it could be anyone they wanted. And Orange Cassidy, he told his dream opponent to come out. And Shibata comes out. That was definitely a surprise. I, I tweeted out, Liz and I were at New York Comic Con last year, and we went to the AEW panel, and, and one question that was asked was their dream opponent. It was Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allin, and Thunder Rosa. Um, Orange Cassidy said that his dream opponent was Zack Sabre Jr. So I could have sworn Zack was going to come out. We get Zack versus Orange at Rampage. But I understand why they didn't do that, first of all. Zack is in Japan. Second of all, um, Rampage was uh, yesterday, and Zack would have to be in, in Japan today, hours ago, for, for Battle Autumn. So maybe we'll get that matchup eventually, but some more details about Shibata um, coming to AEW. Yes, for two matches. One of which was Orange versus Shibata. Um, the other one was against Brian Danielson. And uh, we won't be getting that match at full gear because Danielson is busy. Um, however, we could be getting that match sometime soon. Um, would love to see that match. Wouldn't love to see... Uh, Shibata get his head kicked in because, you know, his head's very prone to injury and that's the whole reason he was out for years. 
um, but that's that's a dream match that could be a match of the decade. Um, moving on though, we had Rick Ross backstage with Swerve, and this was so great. Rick Ross was just a phenomenal in this promo. Him, Swerve, and Keith, it was just so good, so good. Accusations. <laughs> Uh, they gotta bring Rick Ross back. He he's he's so damn good. And just watch the segment. I me describing it wouldn't do it justice because Rick Ross is just so damn good. Keith, him and Keith Lee together were great. Um, it was so good, so good. Um, we then had Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Jade wins it. Um, with I forget the name of her finish. It's like kind of the face buster thing. Oh well. Uh, but Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero come out and, and do commentary from the ramp. This was Nyla was so great. <laughs> Her commentary was phenomenal. She was like, I bet she's getting distracted right now by me being on commentary. <laughs> uh Nyla's Nyla's fantastic, and I can't wait to see uh, Jade versus Nyla. Hopefully that's at full gear. I honestly doubt it because I think now they're keeping their network titles to network TV and not to pay-per-view because I don't think uh, Wardlow Hobbs is happening at full gear. I think that's going to be on Rampage. Um, so we then had a House of Black video. Looked like all of House of Black was dead except for Julia. She's kind of getting ready to bury them. Um, but weirdly enough, they're returning, looks like. Um, Malachi actually opened up on his stream saying that thanks to Tony Khan, um, or if it wasn't for Tony Khan, Malachi would have done something, uh, irrational. So, glad to see they're back. Don't know what Malachi means by that, but just glad to see that they're back, and, and, um, Hopefully going to be in a much better position than facing Varsity Blondes for a prolonged period of time. Um, we then had announced Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter would be at full gear. That's going to be that's going to be an incredible match. Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm individually are both phenomenal, and they're both two wrestlers that that come from stardom or come from from women's Japanese wrestling and they they are they're they both have a great style that would pair well with each other um the storyline for this isn't that great Tony Storm's just like she was my friend and then I came to AEW and she you know got a bad attitude and wouldn't say hi to me kind of very childish um kind of like high school Uh, so our main event was Brian Cage versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor title. I don't know why this was the main event. I feel like it should have been Luchasaurus, Phoenix, and Cassidy. Especially if you're bringing in Shibata. But, what do I know? Um, so Samoa Joe wins with a Coquina Clutch. This was, this was a lot of fun. I, I, I'm a big fan of Brian Cage. I think he he gets he doesn't get enough credit. Um, 
because he's he's so nimble for being a big dude. Um, but th this match was a lot of fun. Uh, Wardlow then comes out, and but Hobbs attacks Wardlow and raises that TNT belt. So who knows when that match is going to happen? We've been told anything about it. <laughs> Even on Rampage, we didn't get a word about when the match was happening. Um, but I feel like if it was at full gear, it would have been announced already. So we then had WWE main event. And I'll kind of fly through this. We had Keanu James versus Dana Brooke. Keanu James wins via roll-up. Um, we also had Von Wagner and Duke Hudson versus Shelton Benjamin and R-Truth. Shelton and Truth win. Uh, but that was fun because it was like, like the whole episode they got, uh, for the past few weeks they've been getting the story of like Shelton and Truth. Uh, like Shelton hasn't been taken seriously in his career. He's been told to take it seriously and now he wants to take that step, be more serious, uh, get wins, stuff like that. And he's trying to get our truth to do the same. He's trying to get our truth to stop being so goofy. Um, and so they were, they had this tag match. Shelton didn't show up at first. It was just Truth versus Vaughn and Duke. Um, but Shelton eventually comes in, has that face turn. They win. It was fun. It was great. Much, much better than uh, I expected of main event. All right. We then had Impact Wrestling. Um, we started off, because they were in Vegas, um, and Eddie wanted to fight PCO in a desert. So he he's kind of in desert shouting, wanting PCO to come fight him. Um... But our opening match, we had Kenny King versus Mike Bailey for the X Division tournament. Mike Bailey wins, I believe, with an Ultimo weapon. Um, so he will be facing Trey Miguel next week. Um, while I think PJ Black faces Black Taurus. Because I think PJ Black um, beat Yuya Uemura. Um... So it'll probably be Taurus versus Bailey. I feel like Bailey's gonna beat Trey, uh, but I'm I'm honestly glad the the final isn't Bailey versus Trey because that would be way too predictable. Um, but I think this match is gonna be happening at Overdrive, which I don't I don't know when Overdrive's happening. Um, I mean if it's next weekend then. We'll be doing a prediction for it. So I think it's on. A, I think they're doing their pay-per-views on Fridays now, which is really annoying. Very inconvenient for me. Oh, okay. It's the 18th. So two weekends from now. All right. So we've got some time. We've got some time. Um. All right. So. Where was I? Um, we then had Savannah Evans versus Jessica. Jessica. And Savannah wins via full Nelson slam. This is kind of this kind of had a lot of uh, distraction shit in it with, with Tasha, Rosemary, and, and Taya. Um, 
but I don't know. It was alright. Uh, we then had PCO brawl with Eddie in the desert. <laughs> oh god. The fact that a camera guy went with Eddie to the desert was hilarious. Because it's not like it, it's it's not like the cameras are omniscient or omnipotent. It's like they, they acknowledge those are camera people. So a camera guy followed Eddie to the desert to capture this. Um, they brawl. Eddie suplexes PCO onto a boulder. Uh, PCO choke slams Eddie onto that same rock. Uh, PCO gets rocked by a fucking shovel. <laughs> uh, and then Eddie buries PCO under like just a few rocks. Like it was barely anything. You could still see him. Uh, but, like he he takes a couple, you know, <laughs> digs with the shovel, and that was it. So I think it's safe to say PCO is is, is coming back, not buried for good. Um, they'll probably have a real match at Overdrive, I assume. Um, we then had Eric Young versus Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan won via DQ because a bunch of hooded people came and attacked Sammy. Um, and two of them revealed themselves. They took off their hoods and revealed to be Alan Angels and Big Con. Big Con looks so much different. He looks so different. And Alan Angels just joined Dark Order, but more serious. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Um, but... Yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. Um, right. So right now, Violent by Design is Eric Young, Diener, Alan Angels, and Big Con, which is Alan Angels doesn't belong in a faction like this. He's got too much of a baby face, and I don't think you're gonna cover that up at all. You're not gonna put him in a mask again. He made a whole thing about wearing masks. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we then had Moose versus Ace Austin. This was a lot of fun. Ace wins w with a roll-up. Bully Ray interrupts the match and, and kind of distracts Moose a little bit. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm glad Ace won this because he's starting to get pushed more into in a bigger picture now that he's in Bullet Club. And beating Moose is a huge win for him. And our main event was Aussie Open versus Frankie Kazarian and Josh Alexander. Uh, Frankie and Josh win with a slingshot cutter from Kaz. Um, this this was a ton. Of, this was a blast. This was great. I I fucking love this match. It was so good. Aussie Aussie Open is like tag. They're in the running for tag team of the year right now. It's like them, FTR. Um, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the claimed Usos. Usos are, are in the running for Tag Team of the Year every year, though. But yeah, Aussie Open's incredible. Tag, the team of Kaz and Josh was actually really good. There was no, you know, can they really coexist? Because they never had animosity to begin with. Kaz just wants the title. And I feel like that's, that's where a lot of wrestling storylines should go, is just like... These guys have no animosity. They one of them just wants the title. <laughs> um so we then had a smackdown. I didn't like I tuned in late for this. Um not on purpose. It was just a very busy day yesterday. 
Uh, but Bray Wyatt had had a promo with a uh, with a um, guy backstage. I, I I caught that afterwards online. Um, but the point where I joined in was the New Day came out to uh, call next for the tag titles after Crown Jewels. So I think it's a lock that the Usos are going to beat uh, Brawling Brutes. But New Day vs. Usos will be phenomenal. That will be phenomenal. It's like New Day and Usos, Street Profits and Usos, Street Profits and New Day. Any mixture of those three teams cannot miss. Cannot. It's always going to be fire. Bangers for days. Uh, we then had Shayna Baszler versus Natalia. Shayna wins with a Carefoota Clutch. And then we had a, a amazing, amazing main event. Rey Mysterio versus Gunta. Um, where Gunta just wins with a fucking chop. He pulls up Rey from the ground and chops him and wins. Th- this match was incredible. Um, I-, I was watching this with with a couple, or with one non-wrestling fan who might be a fan now, I don't really know, um, and, and a friend who's also a fan, and the, the non-wrestling fan was really into this. Because how can you not be into Gunta? He's such a great fucking wrestler. And and Rey Mysterio, too. Um, I'm hoping we get this again because this matchup was just so good. Let's get a rematch. Um, Yeah, phenomenal match. Alright, let's move on to Rampage. Our opening... I did not expect this to be the opening match. Shibata versus Orange Cassidy um, for the All-Atlantic title. I I thought that would be the, the, the main event, but no, they put this in the beginning. Um, Orange Cassidy wins with an orange punch. This this was a phenomenal match. This was incredible. Um, I I honestly thought that Shibata versus Orange would be kind of a, you know, a nothing match. Shibata would, would get his shit in. Orange would win with an orange punch, and that'd be it. But no, this this was incredible. Great story too that they threw into this match. Um, kind of Orange Cassidy learning of this violent tendency. He was like, "Please hit me!" Like several times in the match, he was like, "Just hit me, hit me!" And Shibata was like, "No, you hit me first. Um, and so Orange would do his light hits to be like, "All right, I'm hitting you. Now you hit me. Get that fighting spirit going." Um. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, yeah. Or Orange, I feel like should mix it up in New Japan. Have a little stint over there because he'd he'd kill it. He'd kill it over there. Um, but Orange retains. Um, and then we get Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue and Madison Rain. Britt and Jamie win via a lariat from Jamie. And uh, it was revealed on Dynamite we'll be getting Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue um, to lead into Jamie's match against Tony Storm at Full Gear. Um, we then get a, a segment with Jericho, Sammy. Yeah, Jericho and Sammy. And then I'd separately, uh, Danielson and Claudio. Claudio says he's a former Ring of Honor champion. He wants a shot at the title. He wants his rematch. 
Danielson's a former Ring of Honor champion, so he wants a shot too. Even though he already had one. Um, so, Jericho decides, let's do a fatal four-way, add Sammy Guevara. And Jericho says, uh, after Danielson and Claudio have been taken care of, he knows Sammy will do the right thing. And Sammy's just like, what? What what's the right thing? <laughs> Is the right thing having a clean match? Um, so I wonder how this will play into um JAS long term. If we'll even get that moment with them in the match where Sammy and, and Jericho have to go one on one and Jericho expects Sammy to just lie down and take the pin and, and Sammy wants to actually fight for it. Um, we'll see. We then get a Ricky Starks promo. Uh, he enters himself into the uh, Eliminator tournament for the Ring of Honor, or for the AEW title. Or for a shot at the Ring of Honor title. Not Ring of Honor, AEW, goddammit. There's so much Ring of Honor shit, I'm getting it confused. <laughs> um, they announce the full bracket. AW Eliminator Tournament. So right now, the uh one side of the bracket, you have Eddie versus Ethan Page. Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. Bandito versus Roosh. Uh the other side of the bracket, you have Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. You gotta think the finals gonna be Ricky Ricky versus Ethan's a good ass match I could see Eddie taking a loss and it's Ricky versus Ethan that would be so good I mean literally this article from Cage Side C it says there are zero top stars in this I don't want a top star I want them to build fucking Ricky I want them to build Ethan Page have Ricky and Ethan in the finals that'd be so good it's probably going to be Ricky versus Lance. Ricky wins. Ricky versus Brian Cage. Ricky wins. Oh, Ricky versus Cage is going to be great because they can reignite that, that story. Ethan versus Eddie. Ethan wins. Roosh beats Bandito. Uh, Ethan beats Roosh. I don't know. I'm only seeing bangers in this in this tournament. Oh, my God. I'm down for it. Ricky versus Ethan at full gear. What was it last year? I think it was... Was it Miro? And Eddie? I think it was Miro. Um, It was a bigger deal last year, for sure. Um, AW Eliminator Tournament 2021. Um... Matches. Show me the results. Oh, Danielson versus Miro. That I mean, that's that's a big. That's a big match, but I also don't think. Um. I don't think you need top stars like Danielson. Build up, uh, Ricky and Ethan. Plus, Eddie's a top star. Um, and then finally we had the main event, 
Warjo versus Gates of Agony. I don't know why this was the main event. This was... This is not a main event. Yeah, you had Hobbs coming out and attacking Wardlow, but... Or he didn't even attack Wardlow, he just stood at the top of the ramp and, and did the whole belt thing. Just have Shibata and Orange main event, dude. Warjo versus Gates of Agony opening up. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes Tony Khan's booking is bewildering. Um. Yeah, we'll 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 see how this whole uh, Wardlow Hobbs thing pans out. I you you gotta assume Hobbs is gonna win it. Um. But I just don't know when they're gonna have the match. All right. Um. So as we're approaching Crown Jewel time. Let me give the top five matches of the week. Um, starting with the number five match of the week, which is da, 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 Tom Lawler versus Tomohiro Ishii. Then uh, that was from New Japan Strong. Then Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory from Raw. Then I'd say uh, Aussie Open versus Kaz and Josh Alexander on Impact. Then Rey Mysterio versus Gunta, SmackDown, and then finally, um, the the best match of the week: Shibata versus Orange Cassidy from Rampage. All right, and let's see if there's any shows we can do predictions for coming up. Um, not much happening next weekend. Tamashi. Oh, that's that's nothing. That's their Australian show, New Japan's Australian show. That's not going to really have anything. Um, Nick Gage Invitational. Yeah, let's fucking predict. Let's predict that. Sure, we got nothing else. We got nothing else. So let's do predictions for that. Uh, there's only one match announced. Okay, so we can't do predictions for that anyway. <laughs> All right, so no predictions this week, unfortunately. Um, but we'll be back next weekend for for more uh, for more recaps. We'll do predictions for uh, whatever shows happening the week after that. I think we've got a couple. We've got Full Gear and we've got uh, Overdrive. So we'll be predicting those. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Um, pin, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify is all Pinfall Podcasts. Uh, UPFWorld.com, a new episode just released last, or this this week, a new episode released. And I've got a new challenger for that belt right there. That fucking belt. I'm going to be defending that next month in December. You don't want to miss it. Check out UPFWorld.com to see all the lead up for that. The best champion in the world uh, take on, you know, someone I call a friend. Um, I was also attacked. I was attacked this month. Um, yeah, thank you all so much for watching. UPFWorld.com. Follow and subscribe here too. We'll see you on on Tuesday for 2K22. Our stream will be happening then. Um, but then Saturday for our 
weekly recap. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Enjoy Crown Jewel. I wish I could be watching it alongside you, but no, uh, we'll be watching separately. But have a great, uh, have a great rest of your day, rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday and Saturday.